It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Carolina Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, guys? Bill Rossetti back with you here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Heading into Sunday, week 12. Apologies for being a little late, a little hectic over the week, you know, with Thanksgiving and Black Friday and whatnot. Always fun dealing with shoppers and retail and all that good stuff. But hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. And if you did go shopping on either Thanksgiving or Black Friday, I hope it was very successful for you and you got what you wanted and got a good bit of your Christmas shopping done. But we're back. We're ready to go. Uh, We're getting ready for Sunday. Of course, Panthers getting set to take on the New York Jets. So we're going to talk about that game, and of course, we'll talk a little bit about the rest of the Week 12 slate as well. Uh, before we before we get into that, let's take a look back at the... We're going to start by recapping Thursday's games on Thanksgiving while you're eating all that turkey dinner. Started on started early in the afternoon with the Vikings and the Lions, and this, this game seemed like it was... Pretty well dominated by, by the Vikings. Lions made a, a bit of a comeback late in the game. Made it pretty close, but in the end, of course, uh, Vikings come out with the win 30-23, to 23, as that is now seven wins in a row for the Vikings, as they now sit at 9-2. and two. Very impressive run for them so far, and are now in a good bit of control in the NFC North, they now lead the Lions by three games with just five to play. So it's looking pretty likely now that the Vikings are going to win the division. It's going to t- it's going to take a uh, pretty epic comeback by the Lions, Ly- most likely the Lions, because the Packers obviously don't really look like they're going to make it back in this division race. Uh, but the, the Lions now would have to make a real big comeback. Otherwise, it looks like the Vikings will take this division. And, of course, Vikings play the Panthers in a couple weeks, so that game could have playoff implications if, say, the Panthers are able to come back and get the division title. Seeding could very well be on the line in that one. But, again, impressive win for Minnesota as that offense just continues to click with Case Keenum. I mean, I don't know... I don't know how they're doing it, but just just impressive that a guy like Case Keenum is just really rallying this Vikings offense. He went 21 of 30 for 282 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Latavius Murray, another solid rushing game, 20 carries, 84 yards. I mean, who would have thought that this offense would just explode the, the way that they have over the last few weeks? But here they are. And again, seven in a row, so Vikings looking really strong. Then we had the middle game, the 430 game, and boy, uh, how disappointing right now 
are the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, are they missing Zeke Elliott that much? I mean, they just they got flat out embarrassed by the LA Chargers on Thanksgiving, 28 to six. I mean, you look at the rushing game, rushing numbers from Thursday for the Cowboys. Rod Smith was their leading rusher, and he only had 41 yards rushing on nine carries. Which, I mean, to be fair, that is about four and a half yards per carry. Uh, and he did have a touchdown, and Alfred Morris had nine carries for 36 yards. But Dak Prescott, 20 of 27, bucks 79, two interceptions. As things just did not go Dallas's way. Uh, but certainly the opposite for the Chargers. I mean, Phillip Rivers, 434 yards and three touchdowns. One each to Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, and Tyrell Williams. Keenan Allen caught 11 passes for 172 yards. So now both teams are 5-6. Dallas, of course, the loss certainly hurt, hurt their playoff hopes as they now have six losses. And, of course, second wild card right now in the NFC has just four losses, that being the Falcons. And, of course, Dallas has lost to the Falcons so they're in a bit of trouble while the chargers they are definitely in the playoff race as they're only now half game out they're at five and six wild card right now is five and five in the afc so the chargers are right there and right there and remember they beat the bills last week one of the teams they're chasing for the for one of those wild card spots and will they catch the chiefs for the division We'll see. You know, time will tell. But certainly uh, an impressive win for the Chargers to get them back in the playoff race. We'll see how the rest of the stretch goes. And then the nightcap saw the Redskins beat the Giants 20-10. to So they also move to 5-6. and Do the Washington Redskins. Uh, again, similar situation to the Cowboys. Again, same record. Two back in the loss column. Uh, but you know, important game that they had to win, and they did. Giants just officially clinches a losing season for them. As they're now 2-9, and nine, as they now look to be eyeing a high draft pick, potentially a top three draft pick. So things just getting right. And, I mean, this, this game was close. It was tied to 10 pretty late in the game, about midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, but then the Giants, or excuse me, then the... Redskins scored late and ended up, of course, pulling away. You know, they got the touchdown with about with about three and a half to play. Cousins to uh, Josh Dotson that put them up 17-10, and then about a minute and a half later, they kicked a field goal, which pretty much iced the game. So, big win for the Redskins. And now we turn our attention to Sunday. And, you know, we'll start with the Panthers, obviously, and kind of dive into them a little bit, then talk about the rest of the Week 12 game. So this is obviously another important game for the Panthers. They're coming off the bye, uh, facing a Jets team that's also coming off the bye. The Panthers don't really want to get caught looking ahead to next week when they take on the Saints. But, and, and certainly this, you know, this is the classic trap game scenario where you have the big game coming up uh, a week ahead of a team, a week after 
this upcoming game against an inferior opponent, which the Jets seem to seem to be an inferior opponent, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Both defenses are good, but the Panthers' offense really should kind of overtake this one. I mean, anybody will tell you that Cam Newton obviously is going to be a better bet than a guy like uh, Josh McCown. Uh, and I would certainly take the running game over for the Panthers over the Jets, if you look at that. Uh, Matt Forte is questionable, so don't know if he's going to go. We'll have to check the inactives tomorrow morning. But other than that, the Jets' running game has been kind of up and down. I mean, Bilal Powell has kind of disappointed. I think expectations were he was going to do a little more than what he has done so far. Uh, the thought was he was going to be kind of more the feature back of the Jets, and he really hasn't. Uh, but again, that's because of Matt Forte, who's still kind of been sprinkled in there. Whereas the Panthers' run game obviously kind of woke up in their last game that Monday night against the Dolphins, including Jonathan Stewart going for over 100 yards. So hopefully that can continue, especially now with Greg Olson coming back. It just adds another weapon that defenses have to be wary of. Obviously the big concern is in the middle of the line where both centers are a little banged up. Both are questionable, Ryan Khalil and... Tyler Larson. Now, they both did get practice in. Khalil was actually limited all week, which was nice to see that he actually got on the practice field in some form all three days, whereas Tyler Larson, he did miss practice Wednesday, but he was back limited Thursday and Friday. So there's a chance both could be active. Uh, we'll, again, we'll see what happens tomorrow morning when the inactive list comes out. But the fact that both were able to get practice time in is very encouraging. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Again, off, if, if you look at the offensive side of the ball, that really is where I think the difference is going to be made here. I think just the talent that the Panthers are going to have should be more than what the Jets are going to offer. You know, particularly a guy like Devin Funches, who has seemed to really relish being the number one, the number one receiver now, and obviously a guy like Greg Olson. And we talked about this before. Greg Olson coming back is definitely going to take pressure off of Devin Funches. It's going to allow him to be a little bit more free because there's somebody else that's definitely more of a receiving threat. Now, nothing against guys like Curtis Samuel and Russell Shepard and those guys, but certainly a guy the caliber of Greg Olson is going to demand more attention than someone like a Curtis Samuel or whoever, and that's going to take a little bit of focus off of Devin Funches because, again, it's, it's just someone, someone else you have to account for. 
another big-time threat in that offense. That, I think, is going to play right into the favor of Funches. I think him not being as much of the focal point certainly could help. Again, I mean, he'll be a focal point, but he's not going to have like all the pressure. Uh, but that said, I think Cam Newton's going to continue to feed him because clearly that trust is there. You're, you're seeing in these last couple of games... Newton's willing to throw to Funchess and just let him make plays. And that's that's really the kind of player Funchess is. Just let him use that tall body of his and let him go up and make plays. Whereas the, the defense, I think, should be able to handle the Jets offense because there's, you know, you really still don't have anybody on the Jets offense that's really going to scare you. You know, Austin's Ferry and Jenkins has kind of turned the corner a little bit, but he's... Still not really someone that, I mean, he's a guy you have to respect because he's more or less like the receiver, like the, the top receiver there. But there's really nobody else that you look at and you feel threatened by. Or there's no one there that's really going to scare you or say, like, you absolutely have to game plan this guy. Or you have to double team so-and-so. There's, there's really nobody there. Uh, with the Jets offense. I mean, Robbie Anderson is a decent receiver, but... You know, there's, it's just not really a wow type of offense. So I think it it, it could, it should be a low scoring game though, I think, because again, I think both defenses are definitely going to come to play. You know, there's definitely going to be possessions where the Jets defense is going to get after the Panthers and get after Cam Newton and drives are going to stall out, you know, so I don't expect... A lot of points to be scored. I think this is going to be a 20 to 14 type of game, but I do think the Panthers come out on top because again, I think when it comes down to it, especially if it's close late in the game, you're going to trust Cam Newton more than you're going to trust Josh McCown, and so I that's that's really going to be the difference for me is just kind of the star power and the talent of the Panthers offense compared to that of the Jets offense. So that's that's where I stand at this point. I think the Panthers get the win, get to eight wins, and set up a big-time showdown next week with the Saints for first place in the NFC South. Look ahead now to the rest of the Week 12 schedule real quick. So Buffalo taking on Kansas City. Obviously, Kansas City has struggled a little bit in recent weeks. They've now lost four out of five. They're hosting the Bills, who are now going to be without Kelvin Benjamin. He's out with that injury. But at least Tyrod Taylor is back in the starter. So that's going to give Buffalo somewhat of help and... You know, my, my initial thought was that Buffalo, and I, and I wrote this on Panthers Wire, I decided to go out on the limb and pick the upset here with Buffalo over Kansas City. Not having, you know, part of me was going to say I was going to back off on that, but, you know, it's not like Kelvin Benjamin has really wowed that offense yet. And it's not necessarily his fault, but he hasn't exactly given that spark yet the Buffalo Buffalo offense but with Tyrod Taylor being back in and Buffalo you know 
still fighting for playoff spot. I'm, I'm going to stick and say Buffalo, and you know it's probably going to come back and bite me because obviously Kansas City's a tough place to play. But I'm going to go ahead and stick with it. I'm going to say the Bills get the win in Kansas City and make that AFC West race even more interesting. Uh, Chicago at Philadelphia. Obviously, Philadelphia is rolling now at 9-1, and one, and I think they should be good in this one. I mean, Chicago's got a good defense, so they'll get after Philly a little bit, but I think in the end, Carson Wentz and that offense is just going to be too much, and, and the defense will suffocate Mitchell Trubisky. I, I think Philadelphia gets the win here and gets to 10-1, and one, heading into a... Rough stretch, really, because then starting next week, they've got three straight road games against the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Giants before coming home for their final two against the Raiders and the Cowboys. Miami at New England. Miami is going with Matt Moore, quarterback, and yeah, let's face it, Miami doesn't have much of a chance in this one. I think New England wins this one pretty comfortably. There's really not much to say. Patriots, pretty easy. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Uh, Cleveland's defense has really been the saving grace, or maybe I should say the silver lining of this Browns team. You know, if there is a silver lining for an 0-10 team. Uh, so don't be surprised if the Browns keep this one close. But I do think Cincinnati pulls this one out and drops the Browns to 0-11 and gets the Bengals to 5-6 and and in the playoff hunt. As crazy as that sounds. Tampa Bay at Atlanta, obviously a game worth watching or worth noting for Panthers fans. The Falcons right on the Panthers' tail in the NFC South, although, of course, the Panthers have the head-to-head right now. Uh, Jameis Winston out again, so Ryan Fitzpatrick getting the start. But I think the Falcons are starting to turn the corner a little bit. They got that big gut check win last week in Seattle, and I think they... Keep the ball rolling here and get the win at home over the Buccaneers. Tennessee at Indianapolis. Uh, this this one looks like it's going to be pretty ugly. Neither team is really looking that swift, but I think the Titans are going to have a little more to, uh, to pull this one out and keep pace in the AFC South race. Seattle at San Francisco. Obviously, Seattle, we've seen they're now banged up. On defense, and we've seen, we saw the effects of it on Monday night. Uh, but I, th- I think they should still have enough. I don't. I don't think the Niners are gonna have the firepower to beat up on Seattle, even with their defense being banged up. I think the Seahawks take this one and get to seven and four. Denver at Oakland. Uh, Paxton Lynch, of course, getting the start for the Broncos, and on the road at Oakland. Even though Oakland's defense hasn't been that great, I think. Paxton Lynch is going to struggle in his first start. I think Oakland will Oakland will, will rattle him a little bit and come away with the win here and keep themselves in the playoff hunt. Jacksonville at Arizona. Looks like Blaine Gabbert's going to get the start again for the Cardinals, so he'll face his former team, which means the Jaguar which means the Jaguars are going to absolutely mess up Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> I say they get the win and get to 8-3 and three and stay atop the AFC South standings.
the big one in the NFC, the Saints and the Rams. And it's still hard for me to believe that the Rams are actually favored in this one. I get the Rams are at home, but they just got obliterated by the Vikings. The Saints have won eight straight. I mean, if, if I were a betting man, I'd be slamming this one. The Saints plus two, I'd be all over that. Uh, give, give me the Saints in this one. I think the offense, that offense just continues to roll. And obviously the defense has been playing well. So I'm going Saints here. Packers and Steelers on Sunday night. Uh, obviously Packers are really struggling without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Brett Hundley isn't getting it done. And I don't think he's going to go into Pittsburgh and come away with the victory here. It's a it's a very tall order for a quarterback like him. Um, I did I did write though on Panthers wire, being that the Steelers are as big of a favorite as they are, I don't know if they're going to cover, but I think they should still get the win here because again, it, just the way Pittsburgh's playing. They're at home. Brett Hundley, they're he, he's going to be rattled playing in that kind of uh, environment. So Steelers get the win on Sunday night, and then Houston at Baltimore on Monday night. Um, two fun quarterbacks to say the least, Joe Joe Flacco and Tom Savage. I mean, credit the Texans for fighting the way they have. You know, picking up an impressive win last week against Arizona, but I'm picking Baltimore here to go to 6-5 and five and stay atop the wild card race. So certainly a very interesting slate of games in Week 12. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. But, uh, so there, there's your, there's your rundown, and hope you guys enjoy it. You know, it's it's just hard to believe it's it's almost done. I mean, here we are after this week's over. There's only five weeks left of the regular season. I mean, Thanksgiving's over. You know, Christmas is only a month away. College season is wrapping up. You know, for. Uh, I'm actually recording this as the Clemson-South Carolina game is on right now. Uh, of course, Clemson dominating South Carolina. And I'm sure there's some Panthers fans out there that also follow Clemson that were happy to see Miami lose and Alabama lose, which certainly puts Clemson in a very good position. Uh, you have to 
you have to figure that if Clemson wins the ACC title next week over Miami, they'll be in the playoffs. I mean, we'll kind of talk about that quick too, since of course we have conference championships. So you know, let's let's kind of break this down. So ACC champ is likely in. SEC champ is likely in either Auburn or Georgia. If Oklahoma wins the Big 12 title, they're in. If Wisconsin wins the Big 10, they're in. Question, of course, becomes if one of those two teams, or even better yet, both of those teams lose, then what happens? Does Alabama still sneak in there? Does a two-loss if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, does a two-loss Ohio State team that got blown out by Iowa, do they sneak in? Remember, we had this could be a repeat of last year if Ohio State wins. It could be the second straight year that you have a two-loss Big Ten champ that gets left out. We saw it last year with Penn State. Could happen with Ohio State. Um, and again, you have to. Al- Alabama is going to be the really interesting discussion after losing today to Auburn. You know, it, they don't exactly have a boatload of quality wins. I mean, you can argue their best wins are. LSU and Mississippi State, and Mississippi State just lost to Ole Miss, a team that's not even going to a bowl, and they lost to them at home, so that win's obviously going to lose a little bit of luster, so Alabama's going to be sweating, absolutely, but again, Clemson, definitely think if they win the ACC, they're in, if they lose, they're probably out and probably going to the Orange Bowl, so it'll be really interesting to see what happens next week with conference championship weekend in college football. And so with that little nugget, I think it's a good spot to wrap it up here. Uh, again, thanks so much as always, guys, for listening. Really do appreciate it. And remember to leave a comment here so you can be entered to win that Pro Football Focus membership. And... Or the pro, yeah, the Pro Football Focus subscription, the Edge subscription, the forty dollars value to get all that good stuff. So, thanks as always, guys, for your support. Enjoy the games this week, and we'll be back next week to wrap up Week Twelve and start getting you guys ready for Week Number Thirteen of the National Football League season. Until next time, this is Bill Rossetti for the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Appreciate you guys listening. Excuse me. Let's try that one more time. Appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, take care, my friends. We'll see you soon. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.